And what's true of musicians and artists and athletes is just as true among people seeking to live out their faith. If you see someone with their spiritual life reflecting Christ, for example, you can be sure that person cultivated the disciplines of godliness. Lots of little decisions all in the same direction with an eye on following God. You can build the heart of a lion with a strong mind and spirit because a lion's natural state is one of safety through courage, strength, and power. Hi, I'm the shepherd and pastor, Dr. Matt Hook. And I'm the shrink, Dr. Marty Fletcher. This is the show where theology meets psychology or mental health meets spirituality. Welcome to the Shepherd and the Shrink podcast. Hey everyone, this is Matt Hook. I am the shepherd of the Shepherd and the Shrink, and I'm so glad to be talking with you today. Want to say thank you to all of you who have supported us and those of you who listen or who uh, maybe give a dollar a month or five dollars a month might consider increasing that. It'll enable us to continue forward with shows and content, and we've got a list of some guests that we want to bring in as well. But we're so glad you're here. And just the idea of you listening is humbling. It is encouraging. And as you share good news stories that are going on when it comes to faith, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to the fact that we don't have to just be on the receiving end of whatever's coming at us or coming up from within us is so vital because so many people don't know that we are empowered to be able to lead our lives, to be able to seek health, not just physical health, but mental health and spiritual health as well, is an incredibly rare message these days in so many ways. And today I want to talk to you, not only my being humbled, but I want to talk to you about a, a topic you will not find a ton of online. You will not find websites dedicated to it. You will not find news stories about it, but the topic is humility. And it can come in all sorts of forms, but we mostly know it because we blow right past it. We mostly know it because we don't see it or we don't practice it ourselves. And so I wanted to talk about that. You know, it was interesting about eight months ago, my wife Lee and I were at a wedding and it was with an, at another church. We were sitting with this couple and we had a whole long conversation with them. And afterwards, we were walking to the parking lot and my wife said, do you know something unusual about the conversation? And I said, I'm not entirely sure. And she said, that couple never asked us one question about our lives. They never asked us one question about what we thought or what our experiences were. But we had had this wonderful conversation, but I hadn't realized it till Lee pointed it out. It was very one-sided and it really caught me back off guard. And even that ties in with humility. But I have to say, first of all, the whole idea, I'm a, the shepherd, I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher, some people say, the idea of preaching can be weird. The idea of podcasting can be weird because there's such a so much of yourself going into whatever it is you're saying and what you're thinking and you're supposedly going to be saying something that is truthful and that is correct, that is right. And so if you want to look, think about a good definition of awkward, it would be this speaking, preaching, podcasting about the spiritual discipline of humility. 
In other words, I've, I don't want to sit here and be like, yeah, I got it all figured out. I'm glad you're here. Now, let me tell you how to be humble. So uh, what I'd like to do is talk about humility. I think we might know it when we see it, but then again, I'm not so sure. So let's talk humility. The truth is, we know it's a good thing. We know humility is a character virtue. It is not so much of a flaw. And I appreciate humility. The problem is I don't want to be humbled enough to have to have it. I want to be humble. And in my case, I'd say I want to serve Jesus. I want to serve God. The problem is I don't want to serve anybody else that much. Maybe you've seen how much that stinks too. Having to serve people who aren't even grateful having to serve people who have no appreciation for how hard it is to keep the household together, how hard it is to clean the house when everybody's messing it up and nobody takes time. Humility is hard, and we have no to serve people who have no idea how hard it is to stay positive about your work or who have no idea how hard it is to walk in my shoes. And yet, humility has something to do with serving those people. I mean, look at all the stuff that you do that leaves you humiliated rather than humble. So part of me wants to say, just forget it. Jesus, you be the humble one. I'm too busy worrying about myself to mess with that. Have you ever noticed, though, that some people find it hard to be humble because they're so focused on being right? Some people find it hard to be humble because they're so focused on putting themselves first, looking out for number one. Or maybe the opposite. Some people find it hard to be humble because they're so busy worrying about what other people think of them. They're worrying about their humility. They're worrying about their future. Basically, they're worrying about themselves. And in either case, those who put themselves out there and those who don't, the focus is on themselves. When you focus on how great you are, how good things are, how good you are at doing this and that, or when you focus on how great you're not, it's still you that you're focusing on. Whenever you focus on yourself, you're drawn away from others, including God. And that's kind of crazy because a lot of us listen to podcasts. A lot of us listen to talks. A lot of us listen to things like that in order to be a better person, in order to improve ourselves. But then I guess I would go to what's the deeper goal? Is it to improve yourself to make yourself look better? Is it to improve yourself so you could serve others more effectively, so you could serve God more effectively? Whatever you focus on, if it's focus on yourself kind of as the end goal, you're drawn away from others. You're drawn away from God. It's like centrifugal force when you swing a bucket upside down that's full of water. And the centrifugal force keeps the water from dumping on your head when it's directly over your head. I think our focus can do the same things. When we focus on ourselves, we are like creating this centrifugal force that draws people further from us. Another word for that might be sin, might be this self-centered focus. Now, here's some good news. The whole problem with humility, and I think it's hilarious, is this. As soon as we think we're humble, we're not. The truth is, genuinely humble people 
they are inattentive to their humility. They don't even think of themselves as humble. As a matter of fact, they rarely think of themselves at all. They're too occupied with the well-being of other people to guard their own self-interests or self-importance. You know, like Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. So more good news. The Bible says that you can cultivate this. You can cultivate humility. You can grow in it. It's not something you're born with. It's not one of those, oh, it's just how I am kind of things. Humility is a spiritual discipline. Jesus himself said, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's in Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 43. You can cultivate humility. It's hard for us to imagine what would that look like? Isn't that a little scary? Won't I be putting myself out there or down there? You know, like if I'm supposed to be the lowliest person. But what we need to understand is humility is possible you can cultivate it, you can grow it, you can tend it. But it's hard to talk about the discipline of humility because discipline is something that people do behind closed doors. Discipline happens away from the cheering crowds, away from the news commentators, away from people and their cell phones recording something cool happening. And have you noticed this, that disciplined people are almost always humble? I think that's because they're okay being behind closed doors where nobody knows that they're working on whatever they're working on, whether it's a new language, whether it's working out, whether it's learning new skills. The disciplined people are almost always humble because they don't need applause to feed their hunger for excellence. We love great music. We admire great art. We envy the coordination and the skill of great athletes, but we easily forget that it's the discipline that we don't see that made them so good. We try to emulate them on the stage or in the arena or in the stadium, but we don't often try to emulate them in the gym or in the practice room or in the studio. And what's true of musicians and artists and athletes is just as true among people seeking to live out their faith. If you see someone with their spiritual life reflecting Christ, for example, you can be sure that person cultivated the disciplines of godliness. Lots of little decisions all in the same direction with an eye on following God. Suffering through hardship, learning to rely on God, yielding to the spiritual disciplines because she finds that life works better that way because he finds that there it is a rewarding way to go. Interesting, in the New Testament, 1 Timothy 4.7, Paul, who wrote the letter to Timothy, says this, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Godliness means being like Jesus, being like Christ. And it has one important difference when you compare it to music or art or athletics. Unlike those pursuits, godliness has no public performance in mind especially when it comes to humility. If anybody else notices, it's incidental. You know, it's interesting that the disciples were humble and humbled enough to tell this story on themselves in Mark chapter 9. Here's what Mark records. The disciples and Jesus came to Capernaum. 
And when Jesus was in the house, he began to question them. What were you discussing on the way? But the disciples kept silent, for on the way they had discussed with one another which of them was the greatest. I'm sure Jesus probably sat down and rolled his eyes or sighed a bit. But it, and, and the teacher in those days would sit down to teach. So Jesus calls the 12 and he says to them, if anybody wants to be first, he'll be the last of all and the servant of all. Now the disciples kept silent because they knew better. Jesus had just said, if anyone wishes to come after me, he or she must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. And less than one chapter later, the disciples were building themselves an audience again. Which one of us is the greatest? They still didn't get that humility means performing for an audience of one. Meaning my aim should not be just to entertain and please all the people around me. It should be performing for God. Our whole purpose in this podcast is to connect with God and to open ourselves up to what a healthy walk with God could look like. Intimacy, simplicity, silence, solitude, surrender, prayer, humility. Here's the thing about humility, though. In our pop psych age, I want to say this again. Humility is not the result of having low self-esteem. Some people only focus on how low and terrible we are. Now, it's true we're nothing apart from Christ, we would say, but the negative thoughts that you may be experiencing for, about yourself are not humility. They don't nurture humility. They nurture inferiority. Jesus did not mess with inferiority. Jesus himself never struggled with insecurity. The fact is truly great people recognize their gifts as just that, their gifts from a loving creator. And they use those gifts in ways of service that would be like Jesus would have used if he had the opportunity that we have today. So from now on, think of your gifts as that, gifts. God is the one who blesses. So you just be great. Take what you've got, take the experience, take the sense of humor, take your personality, take your strengths, bring your weaknesses along and devote much of your lives to the idea of, I'm going to serve God. I'm not going to worry about myself so much. Think of your gifts as gifts. God's the one that blesses us with those gifts. So be great. Deflect the credit to the people around you and to God. Devote much of your life to the lowest people, the poor, the marginalized, oppressed people. There are so many people in need today. And the cool thing is you can do this no matter how you feel. Because humility doesn't come from a place of weakness. Humility comes from a place of strength and inner security. Genuinely humble people who have a desire to seek the well-being of others are generally very secure people. Think about it. Most people who turn around and help someone else, were, they know how to do it because they were on the receiving end one time. They themselves were helped in the same way. So they know how to do it because they've experienced it. Now, from a Christian worldview, we would say, because Jesus came and lived and died for you, when you put your faith in that, in him, you realize you too have been served and you know how to do it. And it translates into your actions that can be observed. But it's still hard. Listen to what happened just a little while later in the Gospel of Mark. When James and John, these two brothers, ask this question, 
Master, grant that we may sit one on your right and one on your left in your glory. But Jesus said, don't you know what you're asking? How are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism of which I am baptized? You know that those who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. Great men exercise authority over them, but not so with you. With you, whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be the slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, this is so funny that this made it into the Holy Scriptures. I love the disciples. We give them such a bad rap. But I'm also thankful for them and for their stupid questions, because I have some of those same questions. James and John wanted to serve Jesus, though they thought that would probably mean overthrowing the Roman occupation of Israel. They weren't entirely wrong. They wanted to keep Jesus in his rightful place. They just didn't want to serve anyone else. And that's so me. I want to keep Jesus in the right place. I just don't want to serve everybody every time it comes along. It's hard to submit to Jesus, who's perfect, but giving up our comfort or our position or our time or money or resources for the sake of someone else who might not utilize how we're serving them in any good way is really hard. So I think Jesus is saying in, in God's kingdom, it's not first come, first served. It's suffering that gets the reward, not selfish suffering, but selfless suffering. And the world doesn't need more people saying, look at me, look at me. Let me get this selfie of myself. They're everywhere. But today the world longs for authentic, humble servants. Imagine what that would look like at the grocery store. Imagine what that would look like in your family life. If you were seeking to be authentic, seeking to be humble, seeking to serve. So pray to be that an authentic, humble servant, and then drop it. Forget about yourself. Humility grows out of gratitude. And what prompts it? For me, it was the third verse of this old hymn that we sang at my grandpa's funeral when I was a kid. On the old rugged cross stained with blood so divine, a wondrous beauty I see. For twas on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. And then I feel this gratitude that God humbled himself to go where I was supposed to go. Shameful death in order to win me by that. Is that humility? Yes. Is it love? Yes. Is it crazy? You bet. You know, I hear veterans say, I'm not the hero when somebody compliments them or thanks them. Oftentimes they'll say, I'm not the hero. You know who the hero is? It's my friend who was killed. And they can tell you about that guy. Eisenhower said it shortly after Germany's surrender in World War II in 1945. Eisenhower, who then became president after being a general, said this, humility must always be the portion of anyone who receives a claim earned in the blood of his followers and the sacrifices of his friends. Humility must always be the portion of anyone who receives a claim, meaning people cheering him on. But we don't get there by ourselves. We don't do anything by ourselves. Interesting, the Dr. Seuss book, Oh, the Places You'll Go. A lot of us love that book. And it gets, it gets shared at graduation a lot. 
But the one thing that is so incredibly wrong about that book is in every picture, the person going is completely alone. There's nobody else in the book. I find that really telling. It's not humble. Humble means you've been on the receiving end of many people's gifts. There's another passage. And boy, if we just like owned this today, Philippians chapter two, starting in verse three says this, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Don't merely look out for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. So humility is acting like a servant. How do you know if you're growing as a servant? It's easy. Just see how you react when someone treats you like one. If somebody treats you like you're born to serve them, doesn't mean that you take it all the time, but how do you react when you realize that about them? Practically speaking, what difference does humility make? It increases your faith. Humility is an ultimate act of faith. Because if you're putting others ahead of yourself, you, can do, you can't do that unless you have faith that God genuinely cares for you and will meet your need. If you have that kind of faith, then you can afford to focus your full attention on meeting the needs of other people because you know that God has met your needs and God will care for you. So don't worry if evil seems to be getting the upper hand as you humble yourself, as you obey God and follow him. This week, don't promote yourself. Put your faith in God. Look for opportunities to serve, not just the glamorous ones, but the lowly ones that nobody will ever see. Imagine our community, if this many of us knew 100 people who were better than they were and treated them that way. I heard somebody say, and I thought it was pretty funny, the essence of humility is this, God is God and you are not. Jesus is the Savior and you are not. And then the miracle is this, Jesus did say, but follow me and I will make you fishers of men and women. So I need to ask myself, maybe you want to ask yourself, am I ready to follow God into humility? Am I ready to follow God with humility? Am I ready for God to make me and transform me in a new way? This is the call that he's still making it individuals, not only to give our lives with him, but to follow him every day, to share humbly what that would look like. Humility, according to Rick Warren, who wrote The Purpose Driven Life, is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. What if we tried that? Hey, let's pray. God, I thank you so much that you humbled yourself to show us how to live, how to die. And then you rose. Enable us, God, to live out this amazing quality of yours. Thank you that we can grow in this. And thank you for your presence with us. Lord, for some of us who are struggling, I pray that you find us a chance to get outside of our own heads to look at other people and to realize with humility that you've called us to them. Help us to serve. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Shepherd and the Shrink podcast. 
You can check out the show notes from this episode, get free resources, discover more about our work, and all the ways to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the show. Head over to drmartinfletcher.com.